0: Welcome to episode number 53 of the Four Animals for Earth podcast. Why should we care? With three statistics to keep top of mind. Hi there, this is Brandy, and you're listening to the Four Animals for Earth podcast. This is a space where we inspire each other to take small steps every day to live a more conscious life, helping animals and the planet while we do it. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's all take a deep breath. And let's get started. So this is season 4, so I hope you all enjoyed the break and you were able to go back and catch up on some old episodes. We are now digging into all these new topics for this fall, and I thought that a great place to start today would be talking about why should we care? So I know you already care because the reality is if you're listening to this, you already know that there's stuff going on in the world and, you know, you want to be a part of, of helping make things better, but it's not always that easy to either stay on task with that. And it's also not that easy to influence the people around us to join our passion or our interest in what's going on. And so I I think often about just like influence and how do we influence the people around us while we also stay open to hearing what they have to say and what they have to share. And that's um, that's a space, that that kind of gray area in there, that's a space that I'm passionate about and I want to help you to to navigate in your lives as well. So one of the things that I was thinking is that when I meet, not meet, but when I'm talking with my friends and we're talking about these different topics, it's a lot easier easier to share statistics and share data, because that's something that resonates with people. It's something that, you know, kind of like, I don't know if it's our just human brains, but they kind of click and they go, oh, wow. Okay. So I put together some stats for you. And in three different areas, I've put together statistics that you could just keep top of mind to share when you're in conversation. And I thought maybe that could be something that would be useful. It's something useful to me and I, I hoped that it would be something useful to you. So I'm going to share statistics and just, just a couple of statistics and three different areas that you can kind of latch onto. And if if taking in all of them is too much, which I think it probably is, then just pick whichever area speaks the most to you and you can memorize that statistic. And then hopefully, it helps you in conversation. Or if you want to dig in more, you can start researching behind that. So everything will be in the show notes, which is foranimalsforearth.com slash podcast slash 53. So then you can link, uh, there'll be links to the statistics where I found them so you can read more, all of that. So the three areas that I'm going to hit on are toxic items in our household or in our lifestyle, our cleaning products, beauty, um, pesticides, just things that are coming from the human lifestyle and going into our water systems. So we're gonna talk about that. The second area is we're gonna talk about using animals as food and the veganism movement and just things that you know might help around that space and the third is around deforestation global warming and the extinction of species and just some information around that so let's dive in starting first with the toxic household items or the toxic things from our lifestyle that go into the streams so you probably know this but you know we dump things down the drain or we dump them outside and then they go into the waterways and they make their way when they go down the drain here, you know, they make their way through the sewer pipes and into a water treatment plant. And, you know, my thought was always that the water treatment plant kind of gets rid of everything and, and things are clean, but it's just, it's actually not physically possible. For that water treatment plant to get rid of everything. You know, there's this big thing about microplastics and these teeny tiny little pieces of plastic that are now everywhere in our streams, our lakes, our oceans. And along with all of these toxic chemicals, they are found. They, you know, end up coming full circle back to us, whether it be through our food supply, if we're eating fish or we're eating these things that have been contaminated, uh, it goes into like the irrigation systems and then it's put back on the crops. And then, you know, we are either eating those or the animals are eating those and they're coming back to us. So, it's coming full circle. And so whether it be our health that drives us to care or whether it's just the health of the planet and the animals, um, whether it's the compassion for the animals or the health of the planet for the future, whatever it is, there's plenty of reasons to care, right? So the statistics um, that I have for you are the United States Geological Survey done in 2002 showed that detergent Laundry detergent showed up in 69% of streams and disinfectants showed up in 66% of streams. And another statistic from the Center for Biological Diversity, they did a study and it showed that greater than 90% of the US tested waters and fish were contaminated with pesticides. So greater than 90%. So basically it's a reality uh, in our waterways in our, in our water systems, in the wildlife that lives in the water. So um, what can we do, right? I always like to focus on uh, problem solving, right? Because it's very overwhelming when you hear these statistics and it kind of feels like, just give up, right? Like, what do we do? Um, but we can we can do something. We can change the products that we're using. So you can change everything from your cleaning supplies to your beauty to, I mean, literally everything, every product that we consume, right? So the one simple idea I have for you in this space today is to focus on your cleaning products. So you can switch out everything from the, the sprays you use as cleaners to your laundry detergent, all of those things one at a time, of course, not trying to attack them all at the same time. Um, an app. There's a lot of apps out there to help with things. Think Dirty. Think Dirty app is one that's really good for cleaning supplies and you can pull up things that you're thinking about buying on there and you can find if they're good or not. Uh, I also put together my shopping list of all of the cleaning supplies I use. So if that's helpful for you, if you just want to click through and be like, yeah, I want to buy that and try it, you can download that. That's a freebie available on my website. If you go to free resources, I'll also put a link in the show notes, but if you go to free resources, you can sign up for the free library of everything that we have at Four Animals, For Earth, and that, um, that'll be available in there, that shopping list of cleaning supplies. So that's something to do within that area of toxic household or just lifestyle items. So the second big area that I pulled together some statistics for is animals as food or veganism and support of veganism. So Farm Sanctuary has done a lot of studies, and here are some like just high-level statistics. 33 million cattle are used for beef every year. And I I think we could argue that their lives – are even worse than the fact that they're being used for beef or within the dairy industry, right? So, dairy nine point three million cows are used for milk. So, this many cows are being basically factory farmed to meet the needs of United States citizens in the way that we eat, and um, it's it's a it's kind of like it's a way that we've grown to eat over time, right? It's not necessarily the natural way to eat, Uh, but that's just cattle. So 104 million pigs are slaughtered for meat, 9 billion chickens, 9 billion chickens for meat, and 330 million hens are confined to lay eggs. Guess how many eggs we as USA citizens consume in a year. It's mind-blowing. 95 billion (laughs) eggs. So it's obviously, it's a big industry. Uh, It's not really mom-and-pop farms anymore. It's industrialized. It's factory farming. Uh, That's just the United States, right? So I think a lot of places in the world are kind of copying our methods of industrialization here which means that the the problems only going to get bigger and get worse so what can we do so i know a vegan lifestyle is not for everyone um you know it's it's it, it can be hard. Like, I, I know people love meat, number one, um, you know, but also the a vegan lifestyle, you have to be careful that you're doing it in a healthy way, right? Because there are so many alternatives and substitutes now on the market that actually aren't good for your body. And, you know, I mean- I myself, you all know, like I've have my own kind of health problems that I struggle with, and whether my autoimmune disease came from a virus or came from stress or came from, you know, eating soy, I don't know. Nobody knows, but um, I do believe, you know, a vegan lifestyle. It's important to do it well, and it's important to get the nutrition that we need, and it's important to get it from, you know, actual whole foods. Um, So uh, I know vegan lifestyle is not for everybody, but I think we can all eat more of a vegan lifestyle within our, our lives. So whether you pick one meal to switch out, or maybe you pick one day a week, like maybe you say, okay, Tuesdays are our vegan day. And breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we're going to eat, you know, fully plant-based meals. And just try it and test and see like what food when you eat it, do you still feel good or do you even feel better? I know so many people who stopped eating meat and felt so much better and they felt so much more vibrant and healthy. So test for yourself, see what works. And, you know, after you've got it down to a day, maybe try another day, you know, but just take it one step at a time and don't be too hard on yourself. But I think that, um, the, when it comes to a vegan lifestyle, I I think for the most part, we can all try to do a little more. And then those are some statistics to support you in conversations about that. So the third area is deforestation, global warming, and extinction of species. So, um, we don't actually know as human beings, we don't know how many species there are on the planet because there's a lot of species that we haven't even discovered yet. So it's kind of hard to say what percentage have already gone extinct or what percentage are going extinct every year. There's a lot of estimates out there. People, you know, do their best to, to, to try to get to that number. But one thing that is known um, from our world and data is where I got this information. There are greater than 35,000 species who have been evaluated to be threatened with extinction today. And that is a quarter of the world's mammals, one sixth of the birds and 40% of the amphibians. So a lot of species that we know exist are threatened with extinction. Um, if you are uh, familiar with the IPCC, so the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, they came out with a new report at the beginning of August. You may have heard about it. You may not. But they are a UN-led group of you know, scientists and different people that, that volunteer to pull together this information. And it was led by um, 230 authors or contributed to it, 230 authors from 65 different countries. They looked at over 14,000 scientific publications and over 78,000 scientific and public comments to put together this, you know, um, this report to, to, give to policymakers around the world of like, how bad the situation is and what we need to do. And their report uh, says, and and it did in this one and in the previous one as well, that if global temperature rises by 1.5 degrees Celsius, humans will face unprecedented climate-related risks and weather events. And the new thing in this report was that it's likely to occur in the early 2030s. So that was a little bit shocking right? To everybody. I mean, I don't know how, I, I think a lot of people are kind of aware of, of that and how important it is that we focus right now, but it was, you know, it came out in that like neutral study. So anyway, um, the big thing is we need to figure out how to limit the carbon emissions into the air. We need to figure out how to get things to net zero. And actually I, you know, really not just net zero, but pull CO2 out of the air and try to bring the temperatures down. Uh, so what can we personally do as individuals? There are some things we can do. I know it feels like we can't, but planting trees. So as I've been reading, um, what I'm seeing is one of the biggest things that could be done is planting trees. So you know I, I thought of three different three different ways that like we as humans can in, impact trees. Number one, we can plant them on our own property. whether it be if we have land, we can plant more trees, if we have a balcony, we can plant more plants and put them out there and just you know try to um, put things out into the world that are going to be absorbing at least some of the CO2. And for all doing that, it's putting a lot more, right? We can also donate to organizations that are all about planting trees. And I'll put some links in the show notes to some good organizations that you could donate to if you want to do that. And then a third way is to just cut down on our own personal paper usage and to look at the brands that we're using and use brands that sustainably source their paper and are working on, you know, the solution side of things and con- instead of just continuing to um. Destroy forests at such an alarming rate, right? So, those are just some ideas. Um, You know, all of this to be said, I'm obviously not a scientist. I am on the journey, like learning these things for myself and sharing them with you as I learn them. So, I thought these statistics are really helpful and useful for me to have in my back pocket. Um, I will recap them really quickly again. So, the big one on toxic items in our household is. 90%, greater than 90% of the U.S. tested waters and fish had pesticides in them. So it's a problem for sure. On the using animals as food and veganism, um, you know, the the biggest numbers were 9 billion chickens, 104 million pigs, 330 million hens to give 95 billion eggs. So those are some (laughs) Big numbers. Um, And then the third section on deforestation, climate change, um, extinction, greater than 35,000 thousand of the evaluated species are threatened with extinction today. That's a quarter of the world's mammals, a sixth of the birds, 40% of amphibians, so many plants. Um, So those are some numbers. So those are all stats that you can have in your back pocket to talk about when these subjects come up or just to share with what you are passionate about. And I would love to hear from you all in the comments, Like, what do you do to influence the people around you? And what do you do to keep your Self-going. Like, what do you, yeah, what what is your your method for navigating all of this? Because it's hard, right? Like eco anxiety and just what's happening to animals, it's it's tough to handle. So I would love to hear from you all like what works for you. Um, yeah, comment and let me know. Anytime you want to reach me, you can DM me on Instagram at 4Animals4Earth. You can email me at hello at animals 4 earthcom I am getting really a lot more involved in Clubhouse. So if you're on Clubhouse, please come find me. You can find me there at Brandy H. Montague. I'm going to be starting a weekly room in the Women's Wisdom Club where we're going to be talking about everyday sustainability and really opening up these conversations around what what can we do within our daily lives. So I would love to have you come join me there. So those are all different options to get in touch. And um, I hope that I hear from you. And I'll be back next week. Azizi Berkland from Tiny Green Chef is joining me. We're talking about plant-based cooking with kids. Uh, the live interview has already happened. So if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, you can actually go and watch that video. Uh, but next week, the um, podcast episode will be out in all of the show notes. So that'll be back with episode 54. So until then, you can find these show notes at foranimalsforearth.com slash podcast 53. And I'll see you then. All right. Bye.